Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This episode is going to be really, really meaty. Um, There's a lot I'm going to cover in this episode as we talk about actioning your way out of discomfort. And so in order for you to understand what I mean when I say actioning your way out of discomfort, I feel like it would be helpful for me to give you an overview of a concept that I learned in my coach training known as the model. So I am LCS certified. I went to the life coach school for my certification and everything that that my coach and mentor and the founder of this program does, Brooke Castillo, is based out of off of something that she likes to call the model. So the model is simply a way to break down situations and to help us understand how we're thinking, acting, and feeling and the results we're creating in any situation. So the model, I'm just going to break that down first, and I promise you this will be helpful when I talk about actioning your way out of discomfort in just a minute here, Um, but I do want to break this down first. So the model starts out with the C line, which is our circumstance. And in the model, the circumstance is neutral. It does not hold any power. It's, it's, it's completely neutral until you have a thought about the circumstance. And so in the model, the first line is a circumstance. The second line is a thought about the circumstance or the T line. The third kind of step in all of this is that the thought creates a feeling. So that's the F line. So we're at CTF. And then the feeling from there, we take action. So we're feeling anxious, we're feeling agitated, we're feeling excited, whatever the emotion may be, we're feeling really happy. And then we take action from that place, from that place of emotion, right? And then all of that together creates the result. So CTFAR is the model, like the lines in the model. There are five lines, and those lines again are your circumstance, your thoughts which create your feelings, which lead to actions, which then overall create your overall result. And the reason this is important when it comes to actioning your way out of discomfort is that uh, when you look at this model and when you think about discomfort, having any kind of discomfort in the feelings line of the model, that discomfort is created by a thought, right? But what ends up happening is we try and action our way out of feeling a certain way. We try and action our way out of of a a discomfort or an uncomfortable situation or circumstance. And so I like to bring this to light because where we go, there we are. And for me, I tend to, when I'm feeling discomfort, try and action my way out of this comfort which is kind of backwards when you think about it because our feelings create our actions and our thoughts create our feelings. So it would be much more helpful to deal with the feelings and the thoughts behind the action as opposed to trying to action our way out of of a feeling. And I know this is kind of really meta and I know it will be hard for some of us to grasp. So I want you to carry this model, uh, the circumstances neutral, 
we have a thought about the circumstance, which creates a feeling, which leads to an action, which creates our result. I just want you to hold that as I go through the rest of this episode, because it is a little bit heady, but I do feel like it was really, it's really good for you to have a basic understanding of what the model is specifically for this episode. And I also will be probably referencing the model more in my episodes because that is a training I have as a coach and because I've seen such success when we can apply the model in different areas and avenues to understanding ourselves and also changing how we're thinking, changing how we're showing up, changing how we want to feel, and then figuring out how to make that happen in this model. Okay, so what happens when we experience discomfort? This can be discomfort with regards to anything. This can be, we can be experiencing shame. We can be experiencing frustration. We can be experiencing anger. We can be experiencing embarrassment. We can be experiencing resentment. Those are all like the uncomfortable or negative. I'm using air quotes there because there are no such thing as negative emotions in my book. I feel like there are challenging emotions for sure, but if, if we can embrace all emotion, then we're, we can embrace the whole human experience. So what happens whenever we experience discomfort is generally there's some sort of resistance. And this resistance is kind of based in the belief or understanding that we think we should be comfortable and happy all of the time. And so our brains are wired to seek pleasure and to avoid discomfort. So whenever we experience discomfort, there's going to be a little bit of resistance. And there are typically two responses whenever we experience discomfort, two unhelpful responses. Let me just clarify. These are not the only two responses for sure. There's a whole range. But I've noticed that typically one of two things will happen whenever we're experiencing discomfort that our brain really wants to get out of and move away from. The first of those two things is that we tend to buffer. And by buffer, I mean we tend to avoid feeling something by distracting ourselves with something else and distracting ourselves with kind of a false pleasure or a dopamine hit. So for example, if you're feeling really uncomfortable about a project at work and you aren't quite sure the next steps to take, instead of actually sitting down and breaking it down for yourself and asking if you know the next step to take or seeking that answer, you may turn to Netflix, you may turn to social media, you may turn to food, um, people with addictions turn to drug and alcohol, those kind of things to try and distract them from feeling something. So instead of actually allowing yourself to experience the discomfort of not knowing the answer, instead of allowing yourself to experience the frustration, instead of allowing yourself to kind of go there and allowing yourself to experience emotion, we try and distract ourselves. And so for me personally, I'm going to get real personal with you here. My favorite ways to buffer are Netflix and some sort of suite. I just got back from vacation and I sat down at my desk on Tuesday morning. Uh, I sat down on Monday morning as well. I got back on Sunday evening. I was jet lagged like crazy. I was super exhausted on Monday. The most I got through were my emails. And I also was having a bit of anxiety about getting back in the swing of things for some, some reason. 
I just know this about myself too. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong when I have a bit of anxiety on Mondays or Tuesdays. It's just kind of the way I am. It's nothing has gone wrong. It's just how I kind of function, trying to get back into the swing of things, trying to really look at what I've got on my plate, trying to like line out my week and plan out my week and calendar my week. I do tend to experience a bit of anxiety when I first sit down to my desk. And so I turn to Netflix and in particular, there's a show called Selling Sunset on Netflix. It's total trash. It's total swill. I share a love of that show with my friend. And so we talk about that show a lot. So I was catching up on Selling Sunset. It's total trash, like reality TV, but it's much, it was much easier for me to engage with Netflix and to engage with Selling Sunset than it was to actually focus on what needed to get done that this week and to actually outline it in my calendar. So that's one thing that can happen whenever we're experiencing discomfort is that we try and distract ourselves with false pleasure as a way to not feel discomfort, as a way to not feel an emotion. And then the second way that we tend to solve for discomfort is by actioning our way out of discomfort. We try and fix our feelings by taking action. I do this a lot too. This is like my MO. This is where I go whenever I'm feeling discomfort. And the two can be linked as well. I just want to say that as well. Like I can be experiencing an issue in my personal life and I can turn to work as a way to buffer and not experience the emotion that that's going on in my personal life. And then I can also try and action my way out of um, or work my way out of however it is I'm feeling. But here's the deal, where you go, there you are. So actually taking action to solve for our discomfort seldom ever ever works at solving our discomfort because it becomes a pattern in our life right? And it becomes a very exhausting pattern because if we're constantly trying to fix ourselves or make ourselves feel better by taking all these actions, then we're not actually addressing the underlying issue, which is a feeling and a thought. Remember in the model, there's a circumstance that's neutral. We have a thought about the circumstance and that thought creates a feeling. And then that from that feeling, we take action. What ends up happening whenever we're trying to action our way out of feeling something is we're trying to do all the things to make the feeling go away. So if you're feeling um, frustrated or if you're feeling resentful, what ends up happening is we try and we try and action our way out of those feelings, but it's not actually successful because we haven't actually dealt with the underlying belief system, the underlying way of thinking, the underlying emotion that's behind all of it, right? We're not actually dealing with the root cause, which is the thought, which is also, and which is very closely tied to the feeling. We're not allowing ourselves to sit and process through the discomfort, get curious about the discomfort, figure out where it resides in our body because really emotions are just vibrations in our body. So if we can actually sink into that a little bit, get curious about where we're feeling and experiencing it, then we can actually work to resolve that, right? We can actually go into our thoughts and and it will be much more helpful and successful at getting out of the discomfort. But what happens when we try and fix our feelings by taking action 
is that we end up taking action from a place that doesn't feel very good to us, from a place of shame, frustration, anger, resentment. And then ultimately, this leads to us not showing up how we want to for ourselves, for our lives, for others. So um, what do we do instead? Perhaps you're an action taker just like me. Perhaps you like to try and action your way out of discomfort. And look, I, I completely understand this. So many of us are solutions oriented. We just want to create a solution and we just want to find a solution to our discomfort. And we think that taking action will get us out of discomfort. Now, in certain circumstances, I do feel like this is true. Like if you're constantly ingesting and like, I know for a lot of us, we're really growth minded, especially if you're listening to this podcast. And so we'll ingest, 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 like everything. And we'll listen to all the podcasts and we'll read all the books and we'll do all the things, but we won't actually take action on those things. And we tell ourselves that we are taking action because we're ingesting a lot of things. But we, if we aren't actually implementing what we're ingesting, it's not going to serve us very well. And so I do feel like there's a place in time for just getting to work, just taking action, just um, just doing the thing that you know you need to do for sure. And I don't want to downplay that at all. I do think that especially when you're buffering with other things, and you just need to get something done, that taking action is imperative to actually completing the task and getting it done. What I'm talking about today, though, is the other side of that, where we try and take so much action all the time to try and fix something about ourselves, to try and fix ourselves in some way, to try and get out of the discomfort and trying to solve for our emotional life by taking external action, doing something outside to solve an inside problem. I do think it's important that we really pay attention to this because this comes up a lot for a lot of us who are really type A and want to make sure that we are doing a good job and we don't want to go to the emotional part. We just would rather stay over here in action and try and solve for our emotions by keeping busy. So here's what I want us all to consider doing instead of trying to action our way out of discomfort. First of all, Recognize that you aren't supposed to be blissed out 100% of the time. And this is really interesting. I see this a lot with my with our teenage son. We've got a teenager in the house now. And early on when he was still a little boy, like he was six or seven, and he would come up to me and be like, I'm bored. And I'd be like, great, figure out something to do. Like he was expecting me to solve that problem for him. And so he was expecting to be happy most of the time. And he was coming to me because he wasn't fully happy asking me to entertain him. And I know, I knew back then, even before I knew about about all the, even before I'd done all the coach training, even before I knew about coaching, that we weren't supposed to be happy 100% of the time. That boredom can create ingenuity, that it can create creativity. And so I just encouraged him to find his own solution. Like, I'm not here to entertain you. That is not the point of life, actually. The point of life is to, um, is to figure out is to grow and to figure out the next thing that you want to be doing and to come up with creative solutions for yourself and to learn to stand on your own two feet and to really embrace life and the 50-50 of life, right? And so I think we compound our suffering when we think things should be different or we think that we should be happier or we think that life should be 100% rainbows and daisies. 
I, I see this a lot with people who feel like they should receive more appreciation or they shouldn't have to deal with A, B, or C. But that actually compounds your suffering when you think things should be different. Life is always going to be 50-50. It's always going to be 50% awesome and 50% challenging. So allowing yourself to sit with the discomfort and realize that that discomfort has something to teach us can be really, really beneficial. So first of all, what I want you to do instead of trying to action your way out of discomfort is to recognize you aren't supposed to be happy 100% of the time and that life is not going to be, life is going to suck sometimes. That's just the reality. And then allowing, and then the second thing is to allow yourself to sit with the discomfort. Now I get it. Whenever I have to sit with the discomfort, I do a million things instead. I do, I take out the trash, I unload the dishwasher, I respond to email, and then I'm like, okay, Annie, you actually need to actually sit with the discomfort and process through that. And discomfort, like I mentioned before, often has something to teach us. I like to tell the story with my clients as I'm walking them through the process of like experiencing their emotions and sitting with them and how to actually do that in your body, uh, which is not for this episode, it's for another episode maybe down the line. But uh, I like to tell this story about sitting with the dragons, sitting with your dragons. So a while, oh my gosh, it's almost 10 years ago, I worked at a, a cathedral here in Denver, St. John's Episcopal Cathedral, and I worked with a mystic priest. There, now, priests have different styles. This priest had, his style was kind of like mysticism, and he uh, told the story about being in Thailand and sitting down with Buddhist priests to meditate. And he had this Buddhist friend priest, this Buddhist um, monk who would sit down with him and meditate. And one day when the priest who was telling the story got up, this Buddhist monk actually pointed out to him, he's like, you're so quick to leave. When do you get the time to talk to your dragons? And this really resonated with me. Like, when do we get the time to examine our discomfort? When do we get the time to pull up our dragons and actually ask them and get curious with them and ask them why they're there, ask them what they have to teach us, really kind of delve deep into the curiosity piece because that curiosity piece is going to teach us something about ourselves. And so whenever we try and avoid discomfort by actioning our way out of it, we're actually doing ourselves a disservice because we aren't taking the time to speak with our dragons. We aren't taking the time to get curious. So we really do need to allow ourselves to get curious and not avoidant when it comes to our discomfort, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to sitting with those things that don't always feel the best to us. And actually asking them why they're there and then waiting for an answer. And I walk my clients through this process on a fairly regular basis. And it's impressive and surprising why the dragons are there. There's always an answer. So if you actually pull up your dragon, I actually visualize a dragon when I do this. I actually pull up a dragon and I ask it why it's there. (laughs) Like, what? why are you on my back? What do you need? What are you trying to tell me? And so I encourage us all to do that. Instead of trying to avoid uncomfortable feelings, the discomfort of actually experiencing an emotion, get curious. So the last and final thing I I want you all to do instead of trying to action your way out of discomfort is to go through and not around. 
So we certainly don't want to bottle up our emotions. And that's what I mean when I say go through, not around. Like don't try and avoid your emotions. Actually allow yourself to experience them. Don't bottle them up. And also don't take emotion, take action from that emotion either. I want us to get good at experiencing our emotions, processing through them without necessarily taking action from them. So that we're intentional with when we take action. We're, we're intentional with with the motivation behind the action so that when we have a thought and have a feeling and we take action from that place, we know that the outcome of that is going to be something that will be favorable to us and not be something that will be a regret for us. And so allowing yourself to actually sit in that discomfort, to actually process through that discomfort and then to let it go and then to decide what you're going to decide to think instead, decide how you want to feel instead. And look, I'm not asking you to, to go from like feeling really terrible about something to feeling rainbows and daisies. I'm not going to ask that of you. What I'm asking of you is to look at your, how, how you're thinking and feeling about something and the result that's creating for you. And then from that place, ask how you actually want to feel and how you want to show up for it. And then model that out, right? Then go into like, okay, so if I want to feel neutral about this person, if I want to feel neutral about this situation, that is going to require me to process through my emotion. Then it's going to require me to think a more neutral thought. Anything that you can do to get one step closer. We call them ladder thoughts in in my coaching world. In my little coaching niche of the world, we call them ladder thoughts because they get you one step closer to thinking in a better way about a situation to create a result that will be better for you long-term, that will create a result that will be more helpful than perhaps your current way of thinking is producing. So that is what I have for you guys today. I know it was really meaty and I know I may not have explained myself fully 100% perfectly, but I do want to address this idea because I see it come up a lot with my clients of trying to action your way out of discomfort. And also the buffering piece is a big thing too. Like we all, we all do both. I, th- I feel like we all do both on some level. It's just a matter of trying to figure out where you're doing which one and also allowing yourself to experience every emotion that is part of the human experience while also not wallowing in that emotion. We process through it. We let it go. We move on. We adopt a new way of thinking and that will serve us better. Okay, guys, if you have any questions about this episode, please do not hesitate to reach out. Annie at wholeassistant.com, A-N-N-I-E at wholeassistant.com. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at annie at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.